And we're about to go live. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. We are starting off once again to try to make a consistent Miami comedy podcast. And today, or is it tonight yet? It's 6-11. So, it's so tonight, we have very special guests because these guys just finished wrapping up the first ever Miami comedy documentary, The Ledge Media, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! <laughs> Introduce yourselves, guys. Uh, your names, what have you guys done? Fill people in. Okay. Uh, my name is Rashil. I am one of the producers of the documentary. And for the most part, I handle the marketing and communications and social media and graphic design for The Ledge. Uh, I'm Greg Carrick, um, director, producer, cinematographer for Ledge Media. Um, yeah, my documentary is primarily in documentaries for the last like five or six years and really just kind of tra transitioning that whole background into what we're doing now with the Miami comedy scene. Yeah. I am Gerard Clark and I, uh, I'm director producer on this project as well. Very happy to be working with both Greg and Rasheel. We, I, so the vast majority of my experience is outside of uh, media production. Um, but Greg and I have worked on independent projects together in the past, all of them stuff that like we came up with originally and now we're like a re the real thing, you know, so we're, we're happy to be this team and to be complete in the production phase of this project because it's really exciting. So a little backstory for the people that are tuning in. The Ledge Media uh, got in contact with local comedian Seabass Matar, which you guys are old friends with. Yes, it's, I've, it's I've just known Seabass maybe four just, years. Yeah, Gerard, yeah, Gerard well, Greg, I mean, Greg, worked, Greg and I both worked with Seabass on a, on a short film back in 2013. And uh, through that connection, they got word about what's happening in uh, Miami in terms of the uh, stand-up comedy seeing that we have here the uh, handful of comics that are working very hard to make a name for themselves in a city that actually doesn't really have any industry whatsoever. But you guys have uncovered a little, uh, a little secret <laughs> happening in the comedy industry. You guys want to share how uh, your documentary has been uh, filmed and uh, the things that you've witnessed? Oh, what do you think? I don't even know where to start. Do you have anything that you want to say that you want to start with? I mean, you know me. I can talk. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like I should let you guys say things before i well, just I, take okay this so i think over. that i think that one thing that we have all agreed upon is that this definitely turned out to be like deeper than we originally imagined yeah. we were really interested in working with you know highlighting talented people and kind of seeing what was here as far as the comedy scene but what we found is really interesting characters and a community that we didn't really realize existed here because uh, there's a lot of you know close-knit people in this community that we've discovered and Again, a lot of sacrifices that have been made, a lot of passion behind this art. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been fascinating. <laughs> yeah, you guys uncovered stuff that I didn't even know was a definition and what was going on here. Elaborate on that. Well, I did want to say, actually, um, that doing this project, it just reminds me why I love doing documentary filmmaking so much. Um, uh, real quick, like, the thing that is always pretty amazing about it is like, for example, you know, we came into this project, like we knew we just wanted to do something, a docu-series on Miami, the Miami comedy scene, but we didn't exactly know what it was yet. You know, initially um, it was going to just follow Sebastian. Like we didn't really know about this whole world. And it's what, what's great about it is like, it kind of evolved right before our eyes. Like one of our main characters in this documentary, like, came up in the middle of shooting and we didn't even know who it was. I mean, like we had somebody in mind and then 
and then it just evolved from there like um so yeah it's 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 uh and then on top of that like the thing that's great about documentaries too is just getting these very different perspectives and expanding your your own perspective and like and and you know i do my background is primarily like in sports documentaries and stuff like that but i've never done anything with comedians before and it's just expanded that perspective that much more and it's been really fascinating to uncover this little world down here what have you experienced man man uh this whole thing has actually been miserable i'm kidding i'm kidding um (laughs) genuinely genuinely i i had no idea that i mean we knew that we were coming for something but we had no concept of that it would end up being what it ended up being um like greg said we initially had planned on following sebastian and there was just no way that that we aren't creative enough to create something that would last the runtime that we had in mind for this project with that. But we had no concept of whether or not we'd find interesting people. I mean, Manny, like I got in touch with you 48 hours before we landed in Miami to start working on this project. So, um, and I mean, we've, we've talked about some fascinating stuff, gotten some amazing perspective and, I mean, I think you said it, right? Like, comedy is usually either perceived as this funny thing or these people who lead sometimes miserable lives who shed a a, a, a humorous light on that misery. Um, but I, what we found here was something much, much, much more optimistic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something much more inspiring. And I, that's what was so beautiful about this whole experience. So I told you guys a bunch of times while you were doing this documentary that you guys are about to uncover something that will be huge in possibly even this year because the industry is going to boom eventually, especially now that uh, people are going to start taking notice that now a comedy club is being established in Miami once again, which hasn't been for many, many years. And um, I told you guys that I think that what I'm doing in terms of producing the shows uh, that you guys documented in The Red Bar, Sweet Caroline, and The Craftsman as well as the uh, Drinkhouse Fire and Ice show, to do such consecutive shows over and over is probably something that comedians probably didn't know that they can do in terms of being independent and putting their own shows together. So I truly believe this documentary is going to be an incredible uh, success, and I wish you guys the best in your endeavors, because I've seen some of your work. It's like planet Earth stuff. Like You guys are the <laughs> real deal. But you... you to take something as small as our comedy scene here and uncovering it in ways that you guys have, it's never been done in Miami. So I, I really applaud you guys on all the pa- the pat because I think you guys have a lot of pat obviously in what you do because you guys have eyes um, in in creating documentaries in in a very uh, shed a light and make a story out of it the best you can kind of way. Right? Have you guys ever done a project like this before? in the entertainment industry or anything where the characters have such an in-depth story? Nothing that, nothing that was our own. Um, I mean, Greg has worked on some huge stuff before, like he's like planet earth level type. He, he'll laugh and say, nah, but like some, some like really, really amazing shit in, in like different parts of the world and that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, what we were always interested in is human human stories, right? So, like, 
we could have said, yeah, and, and, and there were people that we met while we were here that were like, oh, so you're making a documentary about the comedy scene in Miami. Why are you following Seabass? And it's like, well, because that's, there's an interesting person there. It's right. more than just like how much success he has. Right. It's about who he is. And that's what I mean. The fact that you guys are able to see the story and the, the opportunity of uncovering a great story through an up-and-comer in Miami would probably even be an, an even better way of finding an angle to, to do this documentary in. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, it's definitely a more accurate representation of right. what it's really like. Because if you just go straight to the top, then people think that's what it is. But it'll just become another, another yeah. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone starts somewhere. So, And, and I, I really have to say, you know, because like, obviously we were working with you and um, we got to talk about some really insightful stuff that... Uh, I, I, I believe that people will connect with. I don't want to get out in front of it. We just wrapped the project moments ago. Oh, yeah, ago. guys, by the way. Yeah, we just finished. How long have you guys been filming? You guys said you had a terabyte of film. I mean, we've been shooting hours seven days straight. Yeah, seven days. Seven, yeah, we seven haven't taken In the Miami up. comedy scene. Yeah, comedy every night. Every we were night. fully immersed in the, yeah, in the, this was the community and the comedy scene, yeah. And yeah, we're looking thing. at about a terabyte worth of footage so far. Yeah. Six, six plus hours for interviews alone. Yeah, it's formal interviews. Formal I mean, we've interviews. got like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, just formal on interviews. the fly interviews. Have, yeah. hour, maybe an hour or two of that stuff. We too. have a lot to go through. But I, but I, but I want to make sure that I say this because um, I've been, I've been like preaching this to Greg and Rashil when since maybe our second day here. Um, we got great stuff with you, Seabass. Like set this up, but like really huge shout out to Rudy Wilson, man, because Rudy Wilson is. The, the encapsulation of someone who's committed to a vision. And I mean, that's inspiring for me. I, 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 I like wanted to make film and do that whole thing. And I, I, I was afraid. I didn't move to Los Angeles like Greg did right after college. I, I just found work doing something else. Rudy is the real deal. And when you see this thing when it's done and you see his circumstances and how uncomfortable he's prepared to make himself in the name of what it is he wants for himself, like, you can't do anything but applaud that. And on top of that, it's not like he believes in himself for no reason. He's amazing at yeah. his job. Mm. He, yeah. He's hilarious. It's, it's unbelievable. And to be in a place, because he came from D.C., and to be in a place like Miami and start from scratch yeah. and immediately yeah. get booked in all the, all the places you guys have documented yeah. and has done a fantastic job in each and every, every show that we've done, it, 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 it's just, it's kind of like, surprising and staggering to think that you guys are like i'm i'm still kind of like in shock that you guys did what you did and i got that phone <laughs> we call are two <laughs> two days before you filmed but all right now that it's a wrap all the film all the footage all the interviews are put together they're all waiting to be edited what's what's the next step what's the process are you guys still going to work together in the same office in the production of it is there going to be multiple phone calls to outsource uh contractors um, or what's next well, based on our experience um, with our previous documentary, like what's, well, first of all, the first thing that's going to happen is syncing all the audio, which is going to be a nightmare unto itself. But, <laughs> um, but the first thing that's going to happen is probably um, make notes on all the interviews that we've done so that we can really structure the piece. Like, and just, see, I don't know, just see what the structure of the story is. Um, 
It's still up in the air, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, just like the shooting, the actual filming of the documentary, like everything is evolving. It just you, and you have to be open to that. Like otherwise, you're not you're gonna miss something. And uh, you know, like for example, like uh, we just mentioned Rudy. Like Rudy was like kind of the wild card in this whole thing, and it's been fascinating. Like it was weird. Like he was one of the first people that I shot outside. It. I don't know why I gravitated towards him, but like he was having a conversation with Sebastian, and I was like, yeah, there's something up with this guy, and like. We had no idea prior to the first day of filming. We had no idea that we were going to shoot with this guy. Never had, and then no clue who he was, nothing. And then by the end of it, he winds up becoming the main one of the main characters, which is insane. I mean, um, and that's how it works, right? Like, so you you pull up to something, and and you 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 have an idea of what it's going to be. Yeah. You make these intricate plans, and then all of a sudden, something catches your eye because it's not about like how again, it's not about how big you are, how relevant you are. It's about the human element right so yeah rudy we we got the impression that rudy had it it seemed like we had vibes that rudy had it we had no idea until we really pulled up to his place that he was at first he was like nah like i don't know y'all like y'all can't come in my place like what do you even talk about but then like next thing we know we're shooting in his place and he's fresh in miami he doesn't have a place so his place is someone else's place and we're like in there working with him and, and the people he stays with are being super generous He's being super generous. Yeah, it's it, been it's been incredible the doors that have like literally opened up for us since we've been here. And Rudy actually, I think I told you the first night that we started shooting, Rudy hadn't we didn't even know who he was and we didn't plan for him to be in this thing, but he we you know, we got some footage of him on camera and he came up to me because I had all the release forms and he joked to me saying, So if I become like the star of this piece, like what's my <laughs> cut? And I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like uh, you're not even in the piece. Oh no, but- he wasn't joking. No, well, no. I wouldn't be joking either. Well, at this point, it was just, I mean, it's just funny how things turned out because at the time, and now it, he's like you know, one of them. And I, and I told him, I was like, the stars. I don't know that, I don't know that we're going to earn 15 cents on this, but if we do, you don't get a penny. I know that. <laughs> but Hey, at least we're all in the uh, passion <laughs> yeah. project. Cause yeah. when I saw that release for him, like these guys are about to blow up from what they're about to record. I feel it, <laughs> you know, but if it's a, if it's coming from passion, it really doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. invite me to the the Illuminati parties when you guys make. That. <laughs> we'll do that. The uh, what's the 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 main objective? So you got the story, you got the footage, you got to get into the main production. But even though it's ma- it's still up in the air on how it's all going to come together. How do you want the people to feel once they see it? Like, what's the main message? Oh man! So as I, I, I don't want to don't go too deep. Simple, right? I don't want to. I don't want to like go too deep into it. And and I and I definitely want to split the difference because Greg is like is is just as integral as i am in in like what it'll be and rasheel has helped craft the vision of it up to this point as well um but the way i've the way i've the analogy i've been using right is that we just finished it, right now when we wrapped we just finished excavating like this gigantic piece of marble and inside of that piece of marble is this masterpiece this work of art that can inspire people to follow their dreams and do what they love um, regardless of what the cost is, because it's it's worth it, like you said in the interview. Um, and we just have to start chipping away until we find it. I think that's what people, like sculptors say, is that like they, they, you can get a piece of stone and work on it and try to finish it, but like you're not crafting something. You're, that stone holds this art, and your job as the sculptor is to get, in, get inside of it and identify what it is, you know? Um, Gigi and I have talked about it quite a bit. I mean, 
I don't know, like it's, I guess, um, you know, we want to tell the ups and the downs. Like we don't want this to just be a downer and we don't want it to just be an upper, but we also want to, I don't know, leave the audience on an optimistic note, you know, like that, you know, despite maybe the living situation that Rudy's going through or whatever's going on, um, you know, that, I don't know, that, um, that they're still going after it and that they're still passionate about what they do and what they love. And I don't know that it's worth it to keep, to keep pushing for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to have audiences walk away and feel motivated and inspired and not be afraid to fail and to fail at attempting at what they want to do or love to do. I think that's the goal. Hopefully. And to be surprised, completely surprised. Like these, these guys in Miami are doing that. Damn. Yeah. I have so much to say about that. (laughs) Go add some more to whatever you want. Well, because I, we, we all grew up in Miami. We're from here. Greg, Greg just moved back here from Los Angeles not long ago. I, Rasheel and I just, Rasheel left for Atlanta in January. I left in October and, uh, you know, we don't, <laughs> as you were saying we don't uh we don't spend a lot of time i i don't want to i don't like say anything necessarily bad right but i there are things about miami that rub me the wrong way i i, I don't even want to sit here and pretend right miami prides itself in being that kind of a city though right no you, you're you're totally correct you're totally correct and i think that's one of the things that i think i was afraid of man when we were coming down here i was like what if it's just a bunch of comedians who like love looking at themselves in the mirror and, and like their jokes are about like how good looking they are or some bullshit like that. I thought you were going to say like hillbilly racist. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we didn't find anything like that. We didn't find anything like that. In fact, in fact, it was quite the opposite. And, and I was genuinely surprised by that because, you know, I, I thought Sebastian's story, obviously I know him and mm-hmm. I, I know a little bit about where he's coming from and who he is and, He's been an inspiring figure for me for a while. Um, but if, to find people like you, and even though Rudy is from the outside, so to speak, to find someone like him in this culture like Miami where cosmetic shit is, is a, sometimes paramount. Yeah, praised. Was, was the... Was the the most surprising gift that I could have really gotten that we could have really gotten for working on a project like this, that, that there was more than just something to like work on, but something genuinely inspiring to be found. Right. Right. Do you want to add what might be something that you would want people to feel? Yeah. You know, I've been having a hard time. The people that my family in particular that knows that this is what we're working on. It's, you know, at the end of the day, they ask me like, so how's it going? And it's so hard for me to put it into words because being there and listening to some of the stuff that you guys have had to say has just has like taken me on like an emotional roller coaster, honestly. And it's it's hard to, to, to like tell people about that. So I'm really excited to show them. And more than that, what I've realized with the comedy scene is that it's so representative of like how vulnerable you have to be willing to make yourself to like make your dreams happen because there is nothing more vulnerable to me than getting up on a stage in front of so many people and trying to make them laugh. That's, that's a terrifying concept to me. So the, the fact that you guys are willing to do that literally night after night after night is inspiring. And I hope that people can feel that. Do you guys have a production time? Is there a time frame for the release? Let's put it, let's document that. <laughs> we, when are we, when are we releasing? We um, announce it. 
if the documentary, if our first documentary is any indication, like we are pretty disciplined about turnaround. Like we want to have this project done within the year for sure. I mean that I, I that much I can promise you. Within the year, yes. This is um, what this is what you call quality, Charles. Hey, Let him finish. It'll be done within the year, but I mean I'm saying that as okay. So I promise it'll be done within the year. But what we would like, when would we we would like it to be done is probably what September, late September maybe, maybe even earlier than that if we can. Um, All right, so Labor Day weekend, you can expect the Miami <laughs> comedy documentary to he didn't, drop. He didn't even give us till the end of September. <laughs> like Rudy Wilson. Greg's like, Manny fuck, G. what did I do here? <laughs> you know, but then again, we don't, I mean, really, we don't know. Like, we could get into this oh. and it could You're happen. You're making him backtrack back now. Yeah. He's like, well, no, honestly. No, 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 what no, I want to no, say no. is, like, again, it comes back to the... <laughs> you like, Jim, you're like, I got to take this No, really, that's the point, right? So, like, we could say, like, let's say we get into the edit and we're like, like Christopher Nolan sitting down looking at the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight and we're like, holy fuck, this is the best documentary ever. <laughs> it's going to take longer for everyone to see it because we're going to go through the necessary channels and make sure that like it gets to the... But like, I, I, I don't, it's not going to be The Dark Knight of documentaries. I, I want to get out in front of that. Um, but I, I, think it, I think it could be good. But I mean, it depends on what we decide to do with it. I think over the next seven days, we're going to review some footage, make some notes, figure out what it is. And then once we have a better grasp of that, we, we'll likely come up with some intentional strategy for how to release it. Initially, when we got down here and we didn't realize what we were going to get, we had a, a YouTube release in mind. And, mm-hmm. and we still kind of do. Um, but I think now that we've seen some of what we've gotten, our ambitions have, have grown a little bit. Um, I mean... We're we're like setting up a YouTube channel and we want to like populate that YouTube channel with like quality material, but we also don't want to sacrifice being able to say that like we made this thing that got into a festival in the name of having a, a dope YouTube channel, you know, mm-hmm. so and and you can't have it both ways in most cases. If you want to have a documentary in the festival circuit, you can't have that documentary on YouTube or anywhere on the internet. Right. So yeah. right. it just completely dissolves the project itself, right? If it's just yeah. is easily. It or is it uh, just exposure? Like, do you think it's, it's like, oh, everybody can watch it. They're not going to go to the festival to watch it's, it. It's some sort of a, like, it just, ha- it can't be available to people yet because, right? Like the, the festival has yeah, to. Yeah. The festival needs to like needs sell to be tickets. like an original work. Yeah. Like it, it has nothing to do with us. Like the festival yeah. needs to sell tickets. And like in order to sell the tickets, they have to like have some kind of exclusivity on the material that you're going to see there. So yeah. like if, if like, if like Black Swan is about to come out, right? And you can watch Black Swan on VOD, then why go to Toronto yeah, to see it? Yeah, you're not going to go to the festival. Will our documentary have the little circle of leaves with the award <laughs> name on it? So you guys that's feel? hilarious that you say that. Because <laughs> can I use that as a credit to go on stage? On that's hilarious that you say that because I like dream of, of putting those little... <laughs> we we like Photoshop that shit onto yeah, our materials. Yeah, like honor. Vision Board. We've, we've, I think we we've done that before. <laughs> that's going on our, our like vision board we're gonna put like the flyer of the thing and just put the little <laughs> little film festival emblems on there we're gonna blow up guys you guys made it possible <laughs> i'm so excited all right so uh all right we get we get uh we get into it we get into a festival do the do me rudy and sebas do we get like uh tickets to the premiere and and our flights and hotels covered and <laughs> 
meal tickets. Or... Oh man! I'll, I'll, <laughs> t- I'll tell you what. If you guys make it, let's. Uh... I'll tell you what. If we sell this documentary, we'll wanna, buy y'all some dinner. How about I that? Walk, <laughs> I want to walk down the red carpet no, and people but, taking photos. But here's a cool thing, right? So I don't like. I don't. I don't want to. Like this is really toxic. Putting carts before horses and shit uh, like that's that. That's exactly right? what was going through my. All head. right, that's, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but here, here's silent. what I will we're say. We're like knocking on wood. Here's like, what I will yeah. say. Don't jinx it. Because we just don't know what it is yet. Like, right. we're still... It's hard to... It's distribution hard to, is It's like, going to be great. No all we know what. is that we want to give it the platform that it deserves. Yeah. Right. What I will say is that once we figure out what it is and we figure out what we want to do with it, if festivals and that kind of thing are in the cards, we grew up in Miami. We have a complex relationship with Miami, but we have family in Miami. Like there are people who, if this thing were to be picked up by a festival that was local, um, and you guys are local, that we would that we that's something that we would pursue. But again, I don't want to get I don't want to like put cards before horses. Like that, this is just right now. Honestly, all it is is a bunch of video files. <laughs> Of that some really great stuff. The, the really great, great <laughs> yeah. looking video files because Greg shot the shit out of this project. Um, yeah, every time I looked at Greg's face while he was filming, he had like this oh, dreamy look in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I mean, wow. Yeah. This guy's really immense in the footage right now. If you need some mediocre beef, beef <laughs> I have a bunch of like hours and hours of stand-up at the Red Bar. Hey, you, I did not release any documents. <laughs> you cannot put that out there. But if you got some dope drone footage of Miami, let me know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. I, I, shout out to... Shout out to um, Red Bar, Sweet Caroline. Uh, Sweet Caroline, the Craftsman. Yeah, they were very common. Uh, Drinkhouse Fire and Ice. Wake and Vape. Wake and Vape. Like our it's a podcast here too. Red, Wake uh, and Vape podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's, horrible name. it's a <laughs> we 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 really got to have to hail them up for having such beautiful venues that really make our production feel like we spent a ton of money on it because yeah, those places. They're, they're just they're gorgeous venues and they were just cool and nice and accommodating and nobody was weird when even when, when they were on camera everybody played along like i don't know it was like yeah it was a really good experience with everybody we've with been afraid to say throughout this whole process like things are just working out like every time greg would like find wood and like yeah, knock no, on it immediately but now that we've we've completed shooting i think it's safe to say we have been very fortunate yeah. That people have been so accommodating. You guys, the subjects, the venues that we've yeah. been to, we, just everyone involved has been. We great. even shot in a venue that I'm afraid to mention because, like, I don't want to. I don't like get in trouble or get anyone in trouble. <laughs> Way to be mysterious. But like, we shot somewhere where I know for a fact we weren't allowed to shoot, and they were like, "No, no, no, just, just y'all, y'all shoot." And I was like, "All right, let's hurry up and get this before we gotta go." Like. Yeah. It, yeah, we, it, and you can't say what it is. I don't know what it is. You know what it you is because it, it is. was with you. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. I feel oh, like we should just was resolve it? this mystery. Wait, what's the Dayland Mall? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that place. Honestly, can be a it's a mystery. really colorful building in Brickell. Oh, okay, I got it. Oh, yeah, right. good times. Yeah, Good yeah, times. yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. So, um, all right. So, where can they find you guys? Some of the work you've done. Uh, if they ever want to get, uh, you know, any of the services you guys provide. Yes, so uh, theledgemedia.com is our website, and we are on all social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at The Ledge Media. And you are? 
and I am Rashil. <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I handle most of the social media and communication. What, what are On you? On social media. <laughs> oh, me personally. I always forget to mention. I'm not reintroducing who, you to the I podcast. Thought, I, was like, I thought we did this part. Uh, I, yeah, I'm always hesitant just because my, my like Instagram is so unrelated to this. Right. Sure, yeah. It's all like yoga. <laughs> But on Instagram, I am at Third Island Girl. So yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can go to my website, my personal website, um, www.gregcarrick.com, K-E-R-I-C-K, or um, my Instagram is uh, Greg underscore Carrick. Yeah. And I am on Instagram at yours truly in HD, Twitter at the Moodsmith, and my website is www.gjclarkwithane. And all these varieties in your handle. I was just like, just like dude, blown away yeah, by the name. Make it uniform, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. I, I believe in diversity. Yo. Like, <laughs> like it. Make it really hard for me. <laughs> oh, and by the way, this podcast has been brought to you by the Memory Factory, uh, aka doesn't have a studio name yet. But this studio here is uh, is for rent. So if anyone's watching that would like to. Uh, uh, record their podcast in professional environment with all this uh, fancy gadgetry. Uh, they can go to memoryfactory.com, located here by the falls. Thank you very much, Charles Camacho. Thank you very much, you. The Ledge Media, and uh, to a lot more endeavors happening in Miami. See yeah, you guys next you. time. Bye bye.